Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 212. My name is Josh. And from Toons Toons Podcast, I'm Harold. Uh, and today we are joined by a very special guest, Spencer Grammer. How you doing, Spencer? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Not bad. See, it was one of those, I should have asked like how you, like, how you say your name before we started. Like, is it like, is it something weird like Spencer Grammer or? Right, it is today. So, it is today. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry you didn't get it right or ask me before. No, it's pretty standard. Um, just Spencer Grammer, you know, same old, same old. It's just the way you would say it, just spelled with an E instead of an A, you know, in the grammar part that is, um, yeah. And uh, we, we talked a little bit of, uh, earlier, but what are you doing to kind of keep yourself uh, occupied during this uh, wonderful lockdown that we're in? Like, is there, are there any books that you're reading, any shows that you're watching? Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I, um, I spend a lot of time on my own, so I feel like I've been preparing for uh, a quarantine for a very long time. <laughs> so I've been doing all kinds of things, um, reading um, what am I currently reading? I mean, I'm also, I'm reading like a lot of weird things like um, books on architecture and like a book on Le Cabossier, who was an architect uh, who did brutalist architecture. And I'm also reading um, uh, some French books. <laughs> uh, the Man Who Mistook His Wife as a Hat. It's a psychology book. Um, anyway. <laughs> It's okay. Okay. Back. Hold hold on. But uh, we're gonna talk about Rick and Morty. But now I want to know about this book. What the heck is this? The it's man a, who mistook his wife for a hat. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's one essay. Um, a, I mean, it's a number of essays on different psychological patients that Oliver Sacks had. Um, and one of them is about a man who like couldn't see the difference between like objects and people, and that it wasn't necessarily a psychological thing, but a, a neurological problem. Um, in the way that his brain processed information. Um, anyway, so, but <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, but I think that that was just the catchiest essay. That's why they put it as the title. You know, because there's a number of other case studies that exist in the book. Um, but yeah, I've been reading that and some J.G. Ballard, you know. Um, and then I, yeah, and then I, I'm, I'm finishing up graduate school right now. I'm in a thesis class. I've been working on my... Um, pieces short film and rewrites and um watching lots of movies but like you know Louis Bunuel and like um some other French independent films that I just recently watched so no uh, Tiger King is what you're saying <laughs> you know, I, watched, I watched no I watched some of it because I, I was like I kept seeing all these memes and I was like I gotta I probably gotta watch this thing right but I do love all of the Netflix things um that go on but no I've been watching like Kenneth um Kenneth Anger films. Um, he's like, he did all these cool art movies in the 70s. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I watched those yesterday. It's good. And I watched um, the, uh, the Cream Master series by Matthew Barney, which was like a, a, a series of art films, um, I think in the late 90s. And like Gaspar Noé. Anyway, I'm a dork, okay? <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying like, Rick and Morty, Spencer may be the Rick smartest person we've ever had on this show. I was going to say, yeah. Like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> um, I'm watching some Rick and Morty and also The Simpsons. I really love The Simpsons. So Disney Plus has The Simpsons and I am watching it all the time. Um, yeah, my son and I watch The Simpsons a lot. And I particularly love like the horror ones because I just Oh, yeah. oh the True Houses, yeah. Them. Yeah, that's so funny that they put those on there. Yeah, my nephew, <laughs> I, I randomly saw my nephew the other day. He's like 10. 
And he's like, oh, I've been watching The Simpsons. I was like, you have? (laughs) You can't run out. There's 31 seasons, guys. (laughs) There's always an episode you haven't seen. (laughs) It's great. It's great. Anyway, I've always been a fan, and I used to watch it like every Sunday night. Uh, It always reminded me of the end of the weekend for me. Like, I'd like get my homework done and I'd watch The Simpsons and then I would be like, okay, school's starting tomorrow. Like that was how it existed <laughs> for me. Um, so I, so I've always really, really loved it. Um, but yeah, my son and I pra- do the, do the shining one, the, the shinning, the shinning one. The shinning. <laughs> yeah. When Homer goes crazy, you know, we, we do, uh, we, we interacted and like run around screaming like Homer. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, so, so Spencer, you, you've been in, you know, uh, some some wonderful shows. Uh, one of my personal favorites, As the World Turns. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I played a doctor. I was 21 years old. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> like most doctors, 21, fresh out of residency. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you were also in Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, the, uh, the main reason that we have you on today, uh, other than to talk about French architecture, um, <laughs> you play Summer in Rick and Morty. Yeah, I do. And Rick and Morty, uh, it's going into its. I haven't heard uh, of it. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of it, and it's kind of popular show. Four seasons, uh, and the, over the fourth season. Exactly, eight yeah, years. four seasons over eight, eight years. years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's not bad, you know. A season every two years. It's like an, it's like a British sitcom, you know, where they're like, yeah. you get like eight episodes, and then yeah, it's like a four-year hiatus. Yeah. And then exactly. you'll come back. Yeah, um, I, I sort of just equated to like it's its schedule is equally as crazy as its storylines, right? Like, yeah, it literally is gonna push the envelope in all directions, not only for your like psychological health, but also like to make you wait and have absolutely no idea what, if we're doing a few of them, doing a second grouping of them. <laughs> like they're calling it four B. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so season yeah. four, part two, part B slash three six uh, <laughs> begins May third. So this Sunday, May third, is yeah. part mm-hmm. second. The second part of the, the second part. <laughs> like I don't know what you call. It's you know what it's actually well I guess it's is is it gonna be May fourth May the it's May the fourth right on Sunday. Uh, May third it's Sunday oh it's only May third so that yeah Sunday but they do it late I think I think the air date is yeah it's like eleven p.m. or something like that. it's it's late yeah. it's a late one yeah so I mean I kind of I I just sort of I don't know like maybe we're going on like a pagan schedule or something. <laughs> Pagan from the from the from the like, from the Disney it's overlords. Half, it's almost like the halfway point between spring and summer, you know. So it's just the, it's uh yeah, it's like the mid, it's like a middle equinox or something. So you know, welcome. Uh, the middle equinox of season four of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so so yeah so we're we're going into our fourth season. Um, how do you feel about Summer's growth throughout the series? Because I mean, really, she kind of started off as you know, a kind of annoying sister character who's just kind of there, and uh-huh. then she grows and becomes like a major part of the series. Yeah. Well, I think you know, I think it, well, it's a testament to the writing, but I also have kind of a. Um, feminist nature to me I guess I'm like kind of strong-willed it's just sort of like a yeah love me or you hate me kind of a thing uh I guess but um no but I I I think they 
that it it sort of spoke to um, what's going on in the world at the moment. Like I think the show evolved as you know the Me Too movement kind of evolved as well, and we continue to sort of push the envelope in that direction, just as like a natural progression. Um, that was existing culturally as well. Um, so I, I think it was only natural, but I also think uh, the women in this family tend to be pretty intelligent. You yes. know, like, I mean, I guess Beth is a, a horse heart surgeon, but she's still a surgeon, you know, even though she had two kids and got pregnant when she was a teenager, it didn't mean she stopped getting educated yeah. and or saves animals' lives. You know, I feel like veterinary school is equally as hard as medical school. So I'm, I've never quite understood that whole being less than you know yeah it's like you still have to know how <laughs> surgery works and and with that it's like it's surgery on multiple animals because like human bodies just kind of like it's a standard human body but like yeah yeah i mean animals like cows have two stomachs like you know so that's i think they have two right they have two it's two yeah. or four, two or four i don't know do they have four i don't know we're both from oklahoma we don't know how many <laughs> cows have i never I know like, that like, I've never gone wrong, in and, like, looked. I'm really learning about architecture, okay? I'm not paying attention to, like, domesticated <laughs> animals, all right? How many stomachs do arches have? Like, probably the same <laughs> amount of stomachs. Same amount of stomachs, exactly, yes. yeah. The keystone, it's about all about the exactly, keystone. Exactly, yeah, keystone, stomachs, it's all the same. <laughs> exactly. That is too good. Um, no, and I really think Summer sort of just took off because you know, who doesn't love like an angry, uh, angsty teenage girl, you know, who's going to like fight for whatever her right is to, I mean, I want to say party, but. <laughs> her right to do whatever she wants right to do. Whatever she wants to do, yeah. right? And that she knows everything. And like, I definitely was one of those teenagers. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know, I don't know anything, but I'm okay about it now. You know, like it's not, it's going to be okay anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful to see her grow and change and like, um, you know, grow with the family and sort of fight Rick and kind of be a lot like him in some ways and smart enough to kind of take over things. I think I was, I was talking about that recently, like the, um, the Marty, Morty's Mind Blowers episode where she comes in and they have a scenario for um, situation, which is just fun that she like, you know, knows what the hell she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and that like Grandpa Rick allows her the freedom to to be the person that he goes to in case of an emergency, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when something like that happens. So, yeah. That's awesome. So like you're talking about some of the other casts and just in general, like the, the cast is so diverse and awesome mm -hmm. and super talented. Um, do you have like maybe like a scene or like a story about maybe something turning out differently than expected or maybe deviating in a way that surprised you. You're talking about the writing being so good like that. I feel like it's like a living, breathing thing with some of these scripts. It, I mean, it is, I mean, we, we record separately, you know, um, but I feel it, for me, it's one of the best shows. I, for me personally, it's been my favorite thing that I've worked on because, you know, I, I love the material that we work with, but also it allows me so much freedom creatively to imagine things that um, are sort of out of that are out of this world. Um, and I and I also really love you know the only time we really all get together is during Comic Con. Um, I sometimes see Justin. Uh, I get you know notes from Dan like. Uh, 
he'll always have like an interesting summer pass. Um, either when he writes, we'll get like a summer pass, but then we also will get like, <laughs> he'll do some, if I don't do the lines well enough, I'll get some, I'll get some, some uh, Dan Harmon temp sometimes on occasions. They're like, we really want to like this. And I'm like, okay, 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 I can do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I, I, I just, and, it, and it, it's always growing on itself as well. So we get a script and if it's not working when they're, you know, working on the animatics, they will rewrite and we will do new, a whole new storyline that like, and we've kind of been, um, and that continues as we go along with the season. Like even in our season premiere, I recorded some new lines last week in my closet. <laughs> so, wow, dang. So we, we do it kind of all the way up until it airs. Um, you know, the picture will be locked. So you have to like get it exactly with time, um, you know, for how your character is speaking, but, but it's pretty, it's pretty exciting because it feels like um, it's always changing and growing even up until it airs, you know? And I think Adult Swim really gives them the opportunity to have the freedom to do that too, you know? Because they, they, I don't know, they've got a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, Adult Swim does have a lot of things. They have a lot of things. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually really, I, I think they've, you know, the reason why Rick and Morty has been, I think in some ways so popular is it really has a, a specific point of view and a, and a voice that's unique unto itself. Um, and that only happens when you are given the freedom as a creator or as an artist to do that um, without too many cooks in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Um, which is also uh, a great short film that I'll Yes, yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say too many cooks. Uh, yeah, I was just about to bring that up but you beat me to it, that was perfect. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, this this is a dumb question, but it's one of those, like, it, it gets asked all the time. So I figured, you know, let's be like everybody else and ask this exact same question. Um, so when you got cast as Summer, um, yeah. and, you know, after, you know, the first season and everything, did you have any inkling that this series was going to blow up the way that it did? I mean, no, not really. I mean, I thought it was, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I thought it was good. I was like, cool, um, you know, awesome. I got a, I got a, I got a cartoon. Like, I was like, first of all, awesome. I thought that'd be a cool thing to do, and I did that. And, um, so that was awesome. But I didn't know. And I was like, I heard of Dan Harmon, and I kind of like, I love like brother sister family things, and I loved like the idea of, I love science, and I love you know, this crazy sort of dysfunctional alcoholic grandfather taking his grand, and I was like, this is gonna be great, this is awesome. And it's, and it's so like, it's also like that really raunchy humor too, that mm -hmm. like, you can get away with in animation, you can't get away with on, uh, in live action. Um, oh no, that much. would be, that would be very difficult to get away with. <laughs> it's like, to do a live action version of Rick and Morty. I'm sure yeah, it'll like, happen at some point. Way up your ass, Morty, you yeah. know, like, you can't get away with that stuff with live action. Um, so I, and I just like, it really enjoy that kind of humor and um, found it just fun. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I couldn't have imagined that people would love it so much. But also every time I got a script, I would just, I'd laugh my ass off and I would also be so challenged as an actress in some ways to convey the, the things that I needed to convey and also, 
was just astounded by their genius. You know, there's just little things that the attention to detail that I think are so specifically, like even the season premiere of the fourth, fourth season A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they go into, when they get outside of their spaceship and it's silent in space. Yeah. Like to me, to me, I'm like, well, exactly. Cause it is, there is no sound in space. <laughs> um, I was like, that's, that's genius stuff. You know, to me, that's like the, the icing on the cake that makes this world that is completely implausible, a little plausible because it's based in some fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best writers do that in some ways. You know, I think like The Handmaid's Tale is a really good example of that kind of, all of those things that happened in that book uh, were things that happened in real life, you know. But also I've been watching Masterclass, so we'll just, we'll just give that to Masterclass, (laughs) (laughs) you know, in the quarantine times. In the Um, quarantine time. (laughs) Times of the quarantine. No, I can't wait. I, I mean, it's a really horrible, sad thing that we're all going through, but it's also something that only happens every few hundred years or a hundred years and yeah we get to be like those really old people if we do live we get to be like i remember the quarantine (laughs) back in my day we had to wear gloves all the time (laughs) the masks and now you wear masks but we had them they weren't very good No, it's a, we uh, ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> it's a generation, like tell the grandkids type of moment for sure. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Um, and it's also, you know, in a weird way, reminds us of our humanity. You know, it reminds us of our, of our, uh, like as a species, how delicate and gentle we are. You know, and how we are all kind. We are all the same of the same world. You know, we can. Mm-hmm. We aren't robots. At least not yet. Not right. yet. That's the main thing. <laughs> no, no. My biggest fear was like, oh my God, it's, uh, the, I was like, it's coming. Like, what do they call it? I, I was like, well, I was just talking about this joke and now I can't remember what I do when I say it. Um, I'll remember it. In a <laughs> we'll remember it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back. <laughs> uh, sounds oh, like the, been a... the synchronicity. Okay. That's what it is. The synchronicity. The synchronicity. Oh, yeah. When like, when we get, and, and like um, an automation, right? So like when we stop using humans to do jobs that humans used to do and robots sort of take over or AI technology takes over, but then in order for us to compensate against that, we then also have to become like, you know, uh, like robots ourselves, um, you know, with CRISPR and all that stuff. Whatnot, as we <laughs> anyway yeah like well, no it's just apocalyptic robot science. <laughs> uh, you know like you do oh. i mean it's 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 very much some you know skynet type it's, of stuff it's <laughs> to rick and morty so it's totally related yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> like what you guys don't know is spencer was just telling you what happens in season five of rick and morty so <laughs> They don't even know yet that that's what's happening in season five. <laughs> no, I actually did think some of the episodes were like quite uh, premonitory for what was happening in our world. You know, like um, we he had that the lockdown episode where um, what was the name of that episode? That I have it written down. I think. Well, there uh, was one this season where uh, like it was something like something was spreading. Oh yeah, the flu, the flu, the flu, the yeah, flu, yeah, flu episode, yeah. I love Morty. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's very much like a. Mm. 
<laughs> no, it was really, it was really scary. And then they basically just destroy the world and leave and go to another planet. Yeah, it was the Cronenberg episode, I think we call it also, you know, where everyone's Cronenberged. Um, yeah. No, I, I really liked that episode too. And I always loved the big, oh, it was called, it was Total uh, Recall. Was Total the, Recall. Yeah, it was the house lockdown episode with the parasites and stuff. Uh, I love that. I'm a, man, I'm a sucker for puns. So every time there's a pun, I'm a <laughs> chef's kiss for the listeners. Uh, I know. There's some, I did just watch the season um, opener recently because some other people had, I, one person who interviewed me had already seen it and I, and he was like, what do you think of the stuff? And I was like, I made up some answer, even though it wasn't the right answer. <laughs> you said, what do um, I think? Because I was like, I don't remember what the episode was. Like, <laughs> how did you guys send it to this guy? And I didn't even know he'd seen it. And now I'm like, I was like, oh, shit. I don't know what. But it was actually really, really funny. And uh, But there are some good puns that you'll like, I think, a lot. Love it. <laughs> that episode is super intellectual but i i laughed hysterically the whole time but it's but it's like very it's very smart yeah yes sure. <laughs> which which is which is a lot of uh rick and morty episodes like you think it's going to be like just honestly when i when i first watched it, i was like oh it's going to be like futurama type of type of show where it's going to be yeah. like you know kind of funny you know everything like that but then like you get random episodes like this season for instance you get that uh episode where uh someone uh shits in Rick's toilet right and it's just this whole episode uh and then it's and then at the end and you're just like oh he actually liked this guy and yeah you're like oh well now i feel sad <laughs> Rick is a complex character yes you know? um of course he likes the person he he murders in every possible reality, you know, um, or the person who, who like defies him in a way and poops on his toilet, even though he, he tells him not to, which mm -hmm. I think makes him like him more, you know, cause <laughs> the idea of like, I have an equal counterpart in the world who exactly. doesn't give as much a shit as I do. And that destroys me, but also I respect them for it. You know, it's um, the unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to be honest, like for me, uh, Rick Star Rick Lactica, like the, or Rattlestar Rick Lactica. Like, yeah, that one, episode. it was fantastic. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just Terminator with snakes and it's amazing. It's so good. It's, it's so good. The snake jazz is so good. Like I, I can't, I just, something about that episode is like, is just one of my favorites from this season. And I also really liked the Morty Gets a Dragon episode too, but. Yeah. Because, yeah, Morty Gets a Dragon, we get Liam Cunningham <laughs> yeah. uh, and Matthew Broderick. <laughs> just because we're like, why not? Let's make Matthew Broderick a dog who, I don't know, we're not 100% sure what happens there. And then Liam Cunningham <laughs> is a dragon. And you're like, yeah, type of dragon. Yeah. So. Exactly. No, they do get some really great guest stars on the show. I think that's one of the other wonderful things is. Um, you know, I think the Pickle Rick episode is one of my favorites and having Susan Sarandon as the therapist was absolutely amazing. Um, 
And I also just, I, I think that was like one of the best episodes because the juxtaposition of the two storylines of like, you know, Rick's turned into this pickle who is taking different parts from different, you know, from rats mm. and cockroaches to live. And then he's, um, sorry. <laughs> okay. And then, um, and then the other thing, sorry, my son came in. That's uh, fine. Hey, we talked about this. <laughs> Mommy needs an hour. <laughs> just one. Just one hour. Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, and then and then to have a juxtaposed with the family family side of like they're in in uh, a family environment together is crazy. It's just me out here in the uh, in the nature with my child for the last five weeks. <laughs> We're doing fine though. We're doing thoughts fine. and prayers <laughs> for you. Yes, definitely thoughts and prayers. No, no. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard. Like people, people don't. I mean, it's not that hard. But I, you know, for people who have to be in a small apartment and then like you're also homeschooling, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. So, so Spencer, what can uh, fans expect out of the rest of season four? <laughs> so without much. spoiling anything and like what's gonna happen um lots of stuff there's some good family episodes there's some you know you'll probably be disappointed it won't be as good as you want it to be it'll be like me medium i think i don't know it's a dark time right now guys medium. Hey, at least it'll, you're it'll be medium. Medium. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, okay. <laughs> no, um, I think it'll be, you know, some of the same stuff you look for in Rick and Morty. Um, some of the episodes will probably be more intellectual. Some will be a little bit silly. Um, I also think, you know, congratulations you get four more even though you didn't know <laughs> you're just waiting um yeah you thought we were ending it with terminator rattlesnakes but guess yeah. what <laughs> there's a few more coming um and it's funny because i i never know we switch the order around like the order of the scripts that we get is not necessarily the order that you guys get mm -hmm. when it airs so sometimes they take the episodes that are maybe the most the ones they like the most and put those uh, at the beginning of the season. So I sometimes don't know what's coming either because we record them so many times. <laughs> nice. <Right on. laughs> but, but you're good, but it's going to be fun. You know, you got You got all the good people in there and the jokes and things. And it's, and it's medium. So and it's medium. <laughs> not mild, not hot. It's medium. <laughs> just, uh, just a little bit for everybody. You exactly. Know? Or, or a little bit where nobody's happy enough. You know, the hot people aren't happy and the people who like mild aren't either. So you'll just have to deal with it. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> deal with it. Fan, fan culture. Uh, Spencer, where can everybody find you uh, social media wise? Oh, uh, I'm mostly like active on Instagram, I'd say. So like at Spencer Grammar, it's just one word. Um, because that makes it easy. And then Instagram just puts it on all the other things. Yeah, um, exactly. You just hit that little Twitter button and just <laughs> post there and you're like, done. Yeah. Um, but I, I try and I, it's, it's a love-hate relationship with social media, to honestly. Um, you know, and I, 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 it's fine. You know, it's fun. It's great. <laughs> it's fun, it's great. Is it medium? 
It's also medium. It's also medium. Social media is also medium. Social yeah. media. Wow. Social medium. Um, I'm done. I'm done. Now. All right. Nice. We're done. Yeah. Uh, you peaked. You have peaked. I have. Uh, Harold, uh, Harold, what about you? Where can everybody find you guys? Yeah, you can find Tunes, Tunes Podcast, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We always talk about animation. We talk to some of our favorite bands, musicians that... You know, we love for, uh, doing scores for cartoons, uh, all kinds of stuff. So you can find us there. Nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. Um, Rick and Morty Season 4, uh, Part 2. Um, uh, yeah, we should do it like Hot Shots Part Very 2. Nice. That would be cool. Um, part 2 uh, premieres uh, this Sunday, May 3rd. Um, check it out. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Thank you guys, too. Alright. So, uh, it was nice to meet you so much. Uh, so, for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. And for Toons Toons Podcast, I'm Harold. And, and I'm Spencer Grammer. I'm just Spencer Grammer here on, from Rick and Morty. <laughs> We're medium, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>